Good afternoon or good noon as well, or good morning, depending on where you are. Welcome to our first mindset call. Now, normally we would have had just the way it's normally worked out, we would have a application call before a mindset call. So I wanted to just take a couple of minutes as everyone files in now to explain again the difference between the two. So this call, we are not going to be talking all that much Instagram strategy. This is not the call where I'm going to give you like the answers or the pointers or be like, oh, you need to do this with your hashtags. This is much more looking, kind of zooming out and looking at what your brain is doing and how it's creating drama. And I'm pretty sure you will get that because the questions have been phenomenal. Honestly, like I was reading through every single question being like, well, I'm going to be disappointed if I don't speak to her and her and her. And her. <laughs> um, so if your question is not chosen this week if you're not brought on for coaching this week Heather says she loves the nap dress how did you know I only wear nap dresses now nothing else um if your question's not used this week by all means resubmit it for next week's call and just keep resubmitting it if it's still an issue for you until we get to you um by the nature of these calls because we kind of dive quite deep we don't always get through everybody uh but that said there's always so much overlap between the questions and even if you're not going to get coached on this call, I want you to approach it like there is a gift waiting for you somewhere to be uncovered in the conversations today. Because truly, like as someone who is in other coaching programs where I get coached, but also where I see other people getting coached, the value, the insight, the like brain exploding moments of wisdom that you can get from hearing someone else go through it are so, so valuable. So look for the gift there's going to be one here for you somewhere i guarantee it now you know you guys know me you may also see on your screen the wonderful sally hardy sally do you want to just unmute yourself and shout hello so you pop up for people oh this is my wonderful friend and coach in crime sally and um She's going to help me out with these calls. We split it 50-50. It's great for me energetically because it is like a big investment to be coaching you guys. But also Sally's just amazing. If you've heard her, she was on my latest podcast episode. Um, and yeah, I, I'm a, I've got kind of a crush on Sally's brain. So <laughs> I, I, I love that. anything I can. Um, and I, I'll coach first so you can kind of get a feel for how it's going to go and then we'll just alternate and maybe some of you are having the thought of, of like well I want to be coached by Sarah because I know Sarah that thought is completely okay to have but I guarantee once you've heard Sally coach once you will be thinking I want to get coached by Sally stuff Sarah give me that Sally <laughs> um Sarah's just asked in the chat box where do we submit the questions so there is a thread in the Facebook group every week um, it pops up on like a, what day are we on? Friday. It comes up on like a Wednesday, I think. So you've got a couple of days. And if you're not in the Facebook group for any reason, you can always email us the questions. Try and get them in about 24 hours ahead of time. And that way uh, we can make sure that it doesn't get missed. Okay. Uh, Sally, do you want to give a quick intro to yourself and who you are? And then we'll kick off. I'd absolutely love to. Thank you. Hello, beautiful Instagrammer retreaters absolutely beautiful to be back here with you i'm very 
privileged and honoured to be welcomed into your space by Sarah, who has the most beautiful heart of, I think, all people I know. Um, I am Sally Hardy. I'm the rock solid self-belief coach. So that like massive big boom. My people are professional chameleons. So I help them love and live the life that they want to have, which is often bringing a lot of stuff that comes from having been a certain way in the world. They fitted themselves into boxes. I help break out of those boxes, keep all the shit you really like and live your whole life moving forward exactly as you want to with all the bits you love. I'm so looking forward to coaching you guys today. Just to say, obviously, like that is Sally's niche, but she can coach on all things. And I can, I can absolutely testify to that from when I call her at like two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, Sally, <laughs> she is ready for anything. So um, I thought we, maybe we could start with Ju. Are you here, Ju? Ju B. Leconte? If you're here, just unmute yourself and shout hello, and then we'll know you're here. We've got Ju. Give her a second in case she's here and just struggling with the controls. Okay, no Jew. Um, do we have Lauren? This is me. This is hello. Oh. Can you hear hello? me? Is, is that me you're talking about? Justine Lecomte? Yes, that's you. Sorry, oh. I'm throwing off the name that came up on Facebook. Great, I love that. Thank you. Let me find you. Why is it not showing me you? Sorry. Okay, speak again for me. Hello, hello. Can I have the video on? Can everybody see her except me? Ah, she's raising her hand. That's going to help. Can you see me? I'm finding you. Sorry. Best laid plans. Where are you? I've got a raised hand that's showing for a Justine, but no video. Yeah, I think that's my problem. I've not got video. Do you, do you want to put, is your, do you want to keep your video off? No, my video is on. Oh, we're not seeing you. Hmm. That's what's confusing me. Should I leave the call and you take somebody else and then it's my turn again? And I try yeah, to try, join back. Try and reset for me and mm. then I'll grab you okay. in a second. Good idea. I'll do that. Okay, thank you. See you in a second, Justine. Okay, um, Lauren, Lauren Chatain. Yeah, here. Hi, hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. You'll have to bear with me. I've got a two-year-old on the iPad next to me, so he might jump in at any any second That's when he hears me talking. <laughs> we all, I can certainly relate at any cost. Okay, um, I know what you want coaching on, but nobody else does yet. So do you want to talk us through it? Um, yeah, so basically I've kind of been in the sort of mummy blogger world for the past probably three to four years um I sort of went on was when I went on maternity I sort of started my Instagram up talked all about being pregnant all about having a baby and then realized that I didn't really want to talk about that anymore so but I've kind of been stuck in that for a really long time so my account's grown quite significantly with mummy bloggers I think I've got about 23,000 followers but they're all mums and whenever I post anything that's not a picture of my kids 
I just don't get any response at all. So up until now, I've been kind of using little pods and um, loads of engagement groups and things. And I mean, it's worked for me. It's it's given me a really good income. I've been getting loads of paid work and things, but um, I, I just don't want that. I don't want that anymore. So I kind of sort of I've, I've sort of dabbled in coming out of it for a while and sort of dropping one or two and then thinking, oh, my God, I've not had any work for a week so I've, I sort of go back to them again and I've sort of done that for the past year but since starting this course I've just been like right I've gone completely cold turkey lost all my engagement I'm probably getting close to 100 likes that's it on a photo and I'm used to getting thousands and thousands I'm not getting any work which is fine and I know that I'm not going to get the work for a while and I'm okay with that um but I just don't know where to go from here like I just don't know mindset wise one day I'm okay and the next day I'm like right I'm used to having all this income and now I've not got any of it I don't want to go back to working full-time I want to stick at this but I just don't know where to go sure and I, I know you said at the end of your question you were like it feels like it's head versus heart um tell me about why you decided to leave the comment groups um I think because, well, the main reason, I mean, other than obviously it doesn't feel authentic, the main reason was that I was spending like four hours a day commenting on other people's photos of their kids that I'm not interested in at all. <laughs> I, could, I just hated it. It was just scrolling through day after day, liking photos that I'm just not interested in. And I love taking photos of my kids, but that's not all who I am. I'm more than yeah. just a parent and I don't want to just be a parent. So the photos that I enjoy taking, like I like to take sort of still life photos, maybe when like a light captures something really nicely, I I like to take a photo of a nice cup of coffee. And if I post that, I just, it just goes dead because no one wants to see it. And that's because my audience is set to that. So my heart wants to, sorry. Sorry. So you said you're getting about a hundred likes on a picture at the moment. Is that on a, like a mommy blogger picture? just just anything that I post now I've tried to since I've sort of cut out all the engagement groups I've been posting more of what I want to post rather than what they want me to post but my it's just dead it's just like so an experiment I'd love you to try just for our information is post something that previously would have done quite well okay repost see what engagement you get on that because I'm curious, like, we don't know at the moment what your actual engagement even is, do we? Like, no. we don't know how many, you're assuming that people are only interested in your mummy blogger stuff. But we don't even know that because you've not had for a really long time a clear kind of snapshot of what people no. are doing and what they're engaging with. Um, so that's kind of like an aside, like maybe just, just as a one-off, try it. So you can maybe... I, I can see that you're really believing that like, oh, the answer would be to go back to doing everything I used to do, but maybe that isn't the answer you think it would be. Like, maybe that's not yeah. as simple as it is. I'm really curious, like, so you mentioned in a little bit there and, and, and in your question, like it's obviously it's kind of creating this financial strain because it was quite lucrative what you were doing before. Now it's completely dropped off, but it seems like your brain is only offering you like, two options here it's telling you your options are either go back and carry on doing what you're doing and hate it or do what you love and make no money for a while and struggle yeah that's literally where I'm at my heart is like just struggle because you want to enjoy posting but my head's like Lauren you need the money it's so 
you're just going to have to use those engagement groups if you want to get any money. Are those really the only two options in the entire world available to you right now? I don't know I could go back to work like normal full-time job and then just do this on the side okay that's one option but what else I don't know I feel like I'm just at a block like I just don't know my other options yeah and and that's what our brains do is our brain it like it is like no this or this and I think part of the problem here is is we all have this really like primitive primal part of our brain that's there to keep us safe it's there to kind of is how we've survived. And one of its main jobs is to conserve energy, conserve effort and look for the simplest route through any problem. But the problem is that part of our brain is rubbish at long-term strategy. So that part of your brain is gonna constantly be going, we need to do what's easy. We need to do whatever's easy. It's easiest to go back. It's easiest, like probably that's what got you into the comment groups in the first place I'd imagine is it seemed easy, like an easy answer. Yeah. So, you choosing to do something for a longer term goal here is you choosing integrity over easy. And I think maybe that's it. It's not really head versus heart. It's easy versus hard. Yeah. And then it's no wonder that you're feeling torn because it's really hard to keep choosing the hard route. Yeah. I know I know that and every day my wife's like just stick at it I'm like but we need this and we need that and she's like I know but you've you've done a week of it so far and you're still okay so I'm just sort of sticking at it but it's it is really hard it's so hard so I think that there could be hundreds of other options for income streams available to you if you wanted to go and look for them hundreds yeah and they don't all involve you going back to work full time. They don't all involve you having to do something you hate. Like if this is a temporary problem, maybe you just need to find a temporary solution on the income side. Like I can't tell you what you need to do in terms of your income. You'll understand your finances far better. But like yeah. you have, you clearly have a lot of skills and they're skills that other people would be interested in, in paying you to use for them. And there's lots of things like that that you could be doing, especially how much time were you spending in the comment pods? Well, my nine hours a day on, on my right. phone, on Instagram, right. nine hours a day. What could you do? What work could you do for nine hours a day from home that might pay you enough money to get, like, there's yeah. a lot of other things, right? You could be taking photos for brands for their feed, or you could be like, being a virtual assistant and doing admin for someone like me or there'll be hundreds of things yeah but your brain is narrowing in on like no these are the two options and they're yeah. both bad what is the big fear here I don't I don't really know I don't know I think I'm just so used to having that not easy income because it's not easy to create content but the easy income of I can be home with my kids, I can enjoy, I can take my content and I can just sit on the sofa, scroll through comment groups all day and comment, love this photo a million times and then get paid is double it, what I used to get paid from my full-time job. Right. And, and it sounds easy. The option. It sounds easy. It's that easy. For Mentally, no. Physically, yes. 
right. not mentally. And it's not, I know that it's not where I want to be. And I know that it's not what I want long term, which is why I've cut it off. But I'm just sort of like, every day I feel differently. One day my mindset is just do just go back to that. It's easy. The next day I'm like, in five years time, I want to be where you are. I want to be coaching people how to get out of that mainstream mummy blogger situation. Tell me why it's not easy. It's not the easy choice. Tell me why it's hard. I just, I'm just not very patient, I don't think. I think I just, I'm just not, I just don't, no, want no, to, I don't feel like I'm going back on myself tell, by yeah, going back to work. Yeah. Right, so oh, let's make this list. You sitting for nine hours in comment pods on a day, tell me why it's hard, because it feels like you're going backwards. What else? Um, yeah I don't I feel like I've come really far I feel like I've grown hugely but I, I know but I haven't when I look at it from where I am I haven't grown because I've not grown in, in what I want to do yeah it's I have gr- yeah yeah it's just holding me back from what I actually want to do is it fun no is it interesting no not is at it all challenging no <laughs> Is it helping you like develop new skills? No. Is it helping you like mind numbing, <laughs> mind numbing every day? Right. So why do you think that's the easy choice? Oh, it's not. It's not. Right. And I think that this could be where the work could be for you. Is if you need to convince your brain that that's not the easy answer. Because for as long as it's the easy answer, it's going to keep trying to pull you back there. It's going to keep saying, oh, let's just go back here. But you decided not that that's not right for you anymore. And it's not the easy answer to go backwards. It's that's like breaking up with somebody and then being like, oh, the easy answer is to just get back with my ex. Like maybe yeah. on paper, but oh my goodness. Like, can you imagine what our lives would all be like if we all had to get back with our exes? Or go back to a job we hated or like yeah that that's a bit how I feel it's like going back yeah. to an old partner and it's not easy it's ha- the hardest thing you could do it's not the help not the helpful thing it's not you know it, it's a painful thing and if it costs you your mental health and your happiness it's too expensive yeah regardless of what it pays it's too expensive I think I just feel like I'm not gonna ever get it with my own content with my own not that it's not my own content that I'm posting but it's but the content I want to post I feel like no one wants to see that yeah like I feel like I'm not going to grow to that point doing my own thing and as long as you believe that it's going to be really hard to keep because what do you feel when you think I'll never I'll never get there I just feel like what I enjoy can't make me money I don't know I can't what's the emotion when you have that thought of what I enjoy can't make me money what's the emotion in your body it's just quite empty because I've never really enjoyed a job I've always just been in finance in the government I've just always done the same boring thing forever because that's what I've learned at uni so I've just carried on done the same boring job I finally found with this something that I enjoy I love taking photos I love creating content and it's made me it's done something for me it's made me be able to stay away from that job and I just feel like but I don't know my content's kind of changed to sort of suit that audience over the over a while and now when I want to create content that I enjoy I I can't do it it just doesn't do anything for me so I just feel like not giving up but 
Yeah. I just don't um, uh, and from the strategy side and the creative side, I am confident that we can get you back, get your mojo back. Sit with me for a minute in this. Imagine I was saying to you now, yeah, you're right. What you enjoy creating can never make you money. How does that feel? What's the emotion? Just like, what, what, what's the point? I just, it just makes me feel like sad, like I've just wasted time. Like I'm wasting time doing something I enjoy. Is it hopeless? Yeah. Or yeah. It's, it's more sadness, a bit like, yeah, just like emptiness. It gives me like no emotion. Um, yeah, you said empty before. So when you're in that like empty state, what do you do in relation to your Instagram? And you feel empty and sad. And you're thinking, I just come away. I, can never I just it. come away from it and I just don't use it. Yeah. What about your creativity? It just stops. It just stops. My creativity just stops and I just don't. And I feel like I've been in that emptiness for a while where I'm creating because I have to to get paid and not because I want to, because it's not what I want to create. Yeah. And then what about like your plans for the future or your like plans for making money when you're feeling empty and thinking, well, I'll never be able to do with the content I want to take. I look at going back to work and just giving up. I can know that's also another easy option. I can just pick up tomorrow, put the kids in nursery and go back to work. But what but I want my- to show you is when you have that thought and you believe it, what I enjoy, what I want to create can't make me money. And you have that feeling in you of that, like empty sadness. That feeling fuels you to come away from Instagram, to stop creating, to stop making content, to stop looking at your goals for the future, start thinking about going backwards, going back to work. And by doing all of that, you guarantee that what you enjoy is not going to make you money. You don't give yourself a chance to make money from what you enjoy because you don't let yourself enjoy it and you don't do it and you can't make any money. And it's not the circumstance of you posting your own content that's the problem here because you're not even doing that as soon as you have this thought well I'm not gonna be able to make money doing what I love you fall into that spiral where the feeling is sad and empty you'll stop doing all the things that you need to do and you're going to create the result going to guarantee that you can't enjoy it and you can't make money from it yeah so that belief what I enjoy can't make me money so how do I get out of that 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 thought well it's kind of like breaking up with the thought like it's an unhelpful thought it's sometimes not as easy as just immediately throwing it away as I wish it was I wish it was like a magic wand where we just went I don't believe that anymore but I think it's about challenging that thought and looking for ways that you could kind of see if that's maybe not true and maybe rather than jumping to a new thought of like what I enjoy can make me millions which I think is available to you as a thought for sure but it probably is too far to leap right now maybe the thought is I'm exploring whether what I enjoy can make me money or I'm discovering I'm I'm trying to find out if what I enjoy can make me money and can you see how just that shift in focus how would you feel if you were thinking I'm going to find out if doing what I enjoy can make me money what would the feeling be then maybe a bit of hope yeah a bit of hope and a little bit of hope what would you do with that in relation to Instagram 
create content <laughs> that I enjoy. Right. And already then we're on a better track and we're moving in the right direction. And it's kind of like a ladder. So you do that for a while and then you try on a slightly braver thought, which is like, what I enjoy can make me money. I'm going to find out how. And then you gradually just, just create those increments and you'll create the evidence, but you can't create any evidence to convince your brain when you're in this spiral of sadness and emptiness because you're going to keep believing. Yeah. You're going to, all you're going to do is create proof because you're not making any money, but you're also not posting. So it's not really any wonder. No. Yeah, I, I get that. I know yeah. what you mean. I want you to listen back to this call when you've got a bit like once it's had time to soak in for a bit and think it through again um, and just kind of just just see how you're you're kind of you're still trapped I can feel like the hesitancy in you and maybe it's just because it's a call in front of all these people as well but it is as simple as like trusting yourself to try yeah and no wonder no one's sending you brand deals if you're not posting, not creating new things and not like not trusting yourself to try. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah you are right. I should just crack on. <laughs> You've got everything you need and we are going to get things moving in this class. Do not do not doubt that. Sally, did you want to add anything for Lauren? I really enjoyed that coaching, Sarah. A couple of things that I would just love to tab onto the end. You might not want coaching on it, but just that's a lot of self-judgment. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And I think you're also judging the fact that you want something that firstly isn't what you have already created. You're judging what you've already created. You're judging the fact that you're not making a decision. You're judging the fact that you're not making any money yet at your new direction. But it really all comes down to the fact that you can just let this be hard and know that you can do hard things. You've already done this. You've got the proof of the fact that you can create something from nothing just using your brain. And maybe it wasn't easy. But because you did it already, your brain is going, that was a piece of cake. Like, that was easy. This is hard. This time around. Doing it now is hard. Yeah. You have already done it. You've got the skills. You've got the experience. But as Sarah says, while you're looking at the, you're looking for the evidence to prove that you can't do this, this time in bunny ears. I don't mean you can't do it in bunny ears. If you want to do it in bunny ears, you go ahead and you wear those goddamn bunny ears. Bunny ears are awesome. But in terms of like, I can't, that word like that, I can't do this. Or I should, as soon as shoulds come up, you know that you're trying to play by rules that aren't necessarily your rules. Yeah. I should be doing X, Y, and Z. Well, should you? Who says? Whose rules? What do I yeah. want no, to I, do? I, I agree with that. I feel like because I've done that before and it's worked, my way is not going to work. Like I feel like I don't really know any other way of doing it. But, but you what? Exactly. Exactly. You did do it your Sorry. way. You have done it your way. No, no, no. We're both saying exactly the same thing. Which is good. It's good yeah. to know that we can we can share that thought. 
You have done it. You can do it. You did do it. It wasn't a fluke. Maybe that might be something else. Maybe your brain is telling you it's a fluke. You can't do it again because you don't know the how of how you did it the first time. Or you never celebrated or acclimated to the fact that you achieved this. Yeah. And if you don't acclimate and kind of celebrate the fact that I did this, I created this result, then you're not going to look back and see genuinely strategically, how did I do it that time? Maybe I could try a similar process this time. Yeah. But right now you're jumping on an audience that you have already created for a different direction and going, but why the hell aren't these mummy bloggers wanting my still life photography? Yeah. And, and it's okay for them to want you to continue doing what it is you do. You, I'm sure you're very, very good at it and they get lots of value from it. So you're going to give something to them and they either will or won't accept it. And they're allowed to. They're allowed to want more of the same. That's what they bought into so far. Yeah. But that's not what you want to do. And you get to want something different. Yeah. Lauren, I'm getting the feeling you want to go and hide now. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go and hide. (laughs) Yeah, I want to go and listen back again. Yeah, no worries. You have been first. It is so overwhelming. But before you do go and hide, I just want to encourage you to make sure you read the chat box because there are so many people relating to every word of what you're saying, finding it so valuable. I just want to give you a hug. This is like a COVID free hug. (laughs) And like, thank you for being first. Thank you for being so brave and so vulnerable with us. I have so much admiration for you and I have zero doubt, zero fear for your future I know it's going to be amazing because you have already created so much amazing stuff in the world yeah thank you for that and thanks for listening everyone okay Sally do you want to pull up our next person yeah I have we got Ainua do we have Ainua Ur here it's me hello oh, I hear a voice hello could you possibly pop your hand up the little oh, yes. down at the bottom, there's a little bar where it says reactions. If you tap reactions, there's the opportunity for you to put your hand up and that bounces you all the way up to the top of the screen. There she is. There she is. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hello, everyone. Uh, well, I'm very happy to be here. I just finished an online class uh, for, for my courses and uh, I was worried I wouldn't make it, but I'm so happy to be here and so happy to hear from too. Lauren as well. It was very a very quite a learning experience I think for all of us here would you like to tell everybody what you would like to be coached on today um well I shared a comment on on Facebook on on this specific part because I I was also reading some other comments uh from other uh, insta retreaters and I got inspired to also share something that is kind of um I feel like it's kind of embarrassing for me and I think it's like one of the first times that I, I share it like out, out of my closest circle. By the way, I'm not a native English speaker, so I'm sorry if I'm... <laughs> You're doing beautifully then. Thank you. Well done. You're doing beautifully. You're better English than I do. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Um, so I, I create content in Spanish. Uh, my niche is um, Korea-related content. I went there as a, 
a blogger when I was super young. Um, and then I started to love the country and I pursued my studies in that. So I am now actually in the Netherlands doing a, a master's in Korean studies. I've been living in Korea for a few years as well. So it's, it, I'm following more of an academy uh, related um, career. But one of the things that, that led me to this is my interest in sharing about Korea. So I, I have a Twitter account and I have an Instagram account. And on Instagram, I grow very slowly. I started on 2014. Um, I had no idea about anything. So I was just on and off, just sharing very dull pictures that are now in with time. I, I see they were dull, but back in the days, they were fine. And now I think I'm pretty established. It's, 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 it's a small niche, um, but grain, gaining more traction thanks to, to the more growing interest in Korea as a soft power and everything. But I noticed that um, while in, in Twitter, I am very, I feel very sure of, of my, what I project into the world and what I do. In Instagram, I'm constantly um, in fear. Uh, I'm always worried that I will get surpassed or that someone, I don't even have a huge following on Instagram to begin with. <laughs> so it's not like uh, a big worry, but I feel I'm not established enough or not people don't uh, know of me enough for me to be relaxed that even if people copy me, um, I, can be, I can be still myself and uh, have an audience. So I've noticed that sometimes I hold back from sharing my best content because I feel that, and I've noticed, and then some, some people have also told me, so it's not only my own paranoia, which is growing by the minute sometimes. Um, I've noticed that um, some other creators uh, inspire themselves, not, it's not a blatant copy. They inspire from the things I do, the topics I touch, the, the attitude I share in camera. Uh, for them own accounts. And that makes me just close up uh, like a shell. Like I don't want to share because I only have so much resources to share into the world. It's like my mindset in a way. And if I just give them out without having enough of an audience, then someone will take them, improve them, and they will get a success for themselves. So that's something okay. that I've been trying to... Yeah, lots of wonderful things going on in there that I am aching to get stuck into. So which direction to take? The first thing that I would like to ask you is, or question maybe, is this belief that you seem to have that you're comparable, that you are, that you can be compared to others or that others can be compared to you. And what happens when we compare ourselves is that we often fall into a mindset of I'm behind or I'm ahead because we have this like line of comparison and we need to fall somewhere within that. And what I want to ask you is, are you comparable? I do feel comparable, uh, not in my real life. I feel I have very unique traits. Um, okay, so tell me why you feel comparable on Instagram then. 
because it's, in the end, it's just a, a partial uh, aspect of you and something that you portray and people are buying into that. And mm -hmm. if someone offers more value, then you're out. <laughs> That's how if I someone see offers more value, then you're out. Yes. <laughs> but you've already said you're not you're not giving forward your value. Um, true. You're holding your best value back. Oh, what I think it's my best value. Maybe that's also a, a way of being, oh, no, so I can do so much better. Let's just take that, but it is. Let's just say that this is your golden goose. This is your absolute duck of fortune. Goose, duck. You're holding it back. And you're holding it back actually because you think you're not established enough to grow your presence and you're worried you're worried that somebody is going to take your content improve it to grow their presence on instagram yes someone with more resources or more time to invest on it i feel that because i do all the things i don't invest enough time and people with the time okay. will just take it but if we just if we just stick to what you're putting on Instagram and that thought that you're having that you're not established enough to grow your presence and that you worry that somebody is going to take your material and improve it. And that leads you to not putting your best material out there. It leads you to holding back on your you-ness and you believe that Instagram is a partial version of you Again, probably because you're not showing your full self. You're not showing your full value. And the beauty of brains is that whatever we think, it is desperate to prove us right. So we have this little thing in our brain, the reticular activating system, that whatever you tell it to find, it will find. And at the minute you're telling it to find evidence that you're not established enough to put your value on Instagram. And it's finding evidence of that. And you're finding evidence of that in what other people are saying. You're finding evidence of that for yourself. But the result of that thought is that you're not putting your own value on Instagram, which is the way to grow and establish yourself. So it turns into a self-licking lollipop. It's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. By believing you're not going to grow, by believing that you're not established enough and holding back on your good material for that, that worry of the vulnerability of the material itself, the vulnerability of the value, you can't grow. You're not going to reach the point of being established enough to defend, if you like, your position because your position is not there to be defended because you're not putting your value out there. This is from a your brain perspective. This is not me saying that your value is not out there. This is just from what you've said. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, a few years ago when I was just starting, I participated in a contest, a photo contest with a, a picture of me. And I didn't win that contest and I didn't get any prize. And then a few years later, someone contacts me and says, hey, did you participate in this contest? And I said, yeah, I did, but I didn't win. And they were like, no, but you actually won. And I said, what do you mean? 
and then well turns out that the, the day the, the year after me they participated in the, that same contest with my picture someone else and they won it okay. and the person in that picture was me <laughs> so yeah. imagine a double layer after layer of being um like very careful of what you put out there right. something but how is that serving you that was a proper shitty thing to happen but how is it serving you to not put your value in the world I guess it's not serving me at all, of course. It must be serving you in some way, otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. How is it serving you? How is it helping? What is it protecting you from? I think it's both protecting me from getting plainly stilled. <laughs> And the other thing is, I also feel that what if I give my best and it's not as good as I think? Okay. So the stealing thing, sometimes that happens in the world. People do crappy things and we can't control it. It's the downside of free will is that we don't always agree with what other people do. So if we move the stealing thing to the side and let's say, you know what, let's say someone is going to steal my stuff. Let's just say that's gonna happen. And put it over there. Okay, I accept someone's gonna steal my stuff at some point or someone is going to be influenced by it or somebody is going to create something. Maybe I'm gonna be the inspiration for somebody else. Let's pop that over there. And let's deal with that other thought that came up which is if I put myself out there, if I do my best work, then what? Maybe it's not as good as I think it is. Do you think it's good? I have not really put it out there to see it. Um, I mean, in my mind, of course, I guess. Well, what else matters? Like what, what do you mean? Um, you believe it's good. Yes. But your brain is telling you if you put it out there and other people don't like it, that makes it less good. Yeah. Um, I guess. And um, that's also something I think I just read in the first week of the course. I feel that I can only show a partial part of me that is the one that people want in Instagram. So if I do a whole thing, then they wouldn't be interested. Why do you think that? Because I'm in a very small niche. And what's that got to do with the price of tea in China? (laughs) What's that got to do with anything? What is the, the, the size of the niche? Because I, I, I am more closely, I think I'm trying to look for an answer. I'm, I'm more in touch with all the creators in my niche. 
So I see what they do. They see what I do. And at some point, we are all influential to each other. And um, I feel that if I put something there, I set a pace for myself that if it works for me, five accounts, seven accounts, 10 accounts are going to do it next week. Do you listen to music at all? To music, yes. Yeah, I like music. Have you ever heard like a cover band? The same song by someone else. Yes. The, the same lyrics that maybe originally were a rock band. And maybe the cover is, I don't know, Mumford and Sons. Something, or maybe country and Western. Does it feel the same to you? No. Why not? It's, just, it's the same stuff. It's the same music. It's the same words. It's, it's, it's the same thing. They have a different style. What do you mean by style? Mm, like the way of making it theirs. Hmm. Okay, so the same thing could be produced by two different people, exactly the same thing, but it feels different because of who's produced it? Is that, is that what you mean? Yes. How can that help you hmm. so you mean that if I create I put something out there that even if it's my own idea if someone else get, gets it what if they do better with my idea that I do what if what if you create another one you're not a one and then they get it <laughs> And it's over if you and over. continue to, but if you continue to think like that, you're not going to produce anything at all, ever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And at some point, you've you've decided that the the value of your brain must stay in your brain. The value of your ideas must stay in your head for you to have that collateral. So you are grabbing hold of it and <laughs> you're giving it like this tightest, tightest squeeze. So there's no space in there. And what happens, I have found, is that when we release these ideas to the world, I mean, frankly, I'm thrilled if somebody copies me. I didn't used to be, but then I realized that's because I'm really good. They aren't copying rubbish, they're copying me. And I'm always one step ahead because I've got my brain. All they can do is copy. So whose value is increasing, mine or theirs? Yes, I guess, I guess it all comes to just not, not giving uh, attention to that. Let them do it, let them copy. I mean, there are copyright things and there are, you know, lots of different avenues that you could go down, but of course, of course, they're going to copy you. You're a ninja. You're amazing at this. Why wouldn't they want to copy you? So let's use the value that's in your brain. And these thoughts, like if it's, if it's not good enough, if I do my best and it's not good enough, 
No, thank you very much. What about if you do your best and it is good enough? What then? Yes, that will work. <laughs> that will work. But what then? What happens if you do your best? If you put your value out? I think I stopped hearing her. Sally, we've lost your audio. Oh, that's a shame. It was oh, really. You're back. You're oh, back. I'm back. I'm sorry. What happens if you do? What happens when it is well-received? What happens when you put your pace? And because that idea is out there, your brain goes, oh, I've got space for another one. Kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. There's no scarcity of ideas here. Take all the ones you want. Please take them. These are brilliant. I've got more. Take everything you want. What happens then, Anwar? What happens when you are good enough? Then I my account grows and I can create more things. <laughs> so what do you want to do? In your deepest, deepest heart of hearts, what do you want to do? I would like to share it. I, I would like to really share things. Yeah. And people will want to hear it from all of you. Not this tiny little, tiny bit. Yeah. You're a leader. People will copy you. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> coming to terms with that. But yeah. yeah, thank you. You've got way more to give than they could ever take. Amen to that. Um, and I just want to say I have been there. You're definitely not alone. And if you check in the chat box, you will see, again, so many people are resonating with everything that's been shared and loving your coaching, Sally. Um, yeah, like the, the thing is, you can't be a leader if you've got to follow. If you've got to copy what someone else is doing, you're never going to be a leader. And so it's built into the word. It's built in there, isn't it? Yeah. do we have time Sally do you think to go back to Justine because I did say we would go back to yeah. her go 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 we've got 10 minutes Justine are you here I'm here can you see me can you hear me yes we can see and hear you hooray <laughs> tell us what's going on um okay Whew. uh 10 minutes time pressure um, well we can go over if we need to I uh, have a lot following on YouTube um, for several years. I'm very active on YouTube. I make videos regularly. Um, some of these people follow me also on Instagram, plus new people. Uh, my problem is a luxury problem um, because I already have a, a large following on Instagram compared to, to, to the Instagram world, um, but small compared to my YouTube. And yet I get a lot of the negative side effects that I get on YouTube. On Instagram already and one of them is people putting me in a box because they know the kind of content that I make on YouTube where I think it's working 
where I like what I do and everything is fine. But on Instagram, I'd like to do things differently and different types of content. Uh-huh. And yet I get a lot of adverse pressure. Is that how it's called? Uh, from people who just want to see exactly the same of me on Instagram that they see on YouTube. And what's the problem with that? This is not what I'd like to do on Instagram. Because the, the type of content that I put on Instagram, photos, videos, things like this, it's, a, it's such a different universe. There are topics that I can pick up on Instagram that would not work in a YouTube video. Yeah. And well, vice versa. So I, see, I see true advantage, advantages and, and added value in making different, yeah, in producing different content about different topics on each platform. Sure. But what's the problem with some people commenting to say that that's not what they're there for? But the way they phrase it <laughs> sometimes is, is, is really hurting. Um, like when they say, um, oh, since, since when do you care about that topic? Well, actually always, <laughs> you just don't know about that. And actually we don't really know each other. So how could you, how would you decide what I'm interested in and whatnot? Or people so who say you just, you just stick to fashion. But well, actually I also have a business degree and I'm also interested in politics. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, um, I agree with you. Like, I hear you on all of that. So why is it hurtful? Like, on the surface, someone saying, since when did you care about this, is a perfect opportunity for you to say, actually, since always, and you're going to hear more about it from me. Um, for instance, if I uh, pick up a topic on um, recently, Women's Day, mm. Um, I wrote about uh, women being uh, not the equals of men and not getting the visibility in the art fields. It's not design. My field is fashion design, but it's still pretty close. And I feel like what's happening in the art world really is uh, an epitome of what's happening in other industries as well. Hence the example. Yeah. I lost 300 followers immediately of people who just, just stick to fashion or, oh, now you're getting political. I'm out. Tell me why it is perfect that those 300 followers left. It is, well, I guess they're not people that I would like to have as followers. That sounds very pretentious now. But they're Um, not there for what you want to post. But at the other time, at the same time, I hate the feeling of people telling me what I should and shouldn't do. Why? I think that's a person thing <laughs> because when people tell me to do one thing, I go the other way <laughs> um, because I've heard it so much. Like I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a woman, I'm in a, in a field that's, that has a lot of prejudices and, 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 and beliefs. So I, I hear that every day, all, all day, like every week. Um, I get people who tell me you're not going to be able to do that. This doesn't work. You can't do that just leave it and I just I feel like my tolerance bar has decreased a lot and now when I hear it after hearing it a million times I'm like whoa and I'm out of Instagram for the day because I'm like that (laughs) this is just not true this is not me and I'm I'm in a box where I don't feel I fit yeah so that makes sense 
when you get those, when you see one of those comments, you log in and there's one there saying, it's one of the things that you just quoted, someone says, what do you think? Um, I feel, why don't, why don't people understand that what they see of me is really just a part? Okay, and whenever I thought is a question, we want to answer that. So why don't they? Because they probably haven't self-reflected self on that enough. It's like when people on, on gossip website comment about Angelina Jolie's marriage. Nobody, they, none of them knows her personally, right? <laughs> and yet they all know how her marriage was and, and why it disappeared. And, and I always think like, actually, no, we don't know her. <laughs> and, and I get a bit of that effect. I'm not as big as Angelina Jolie, right? No mistake. Um, but I get a bit of that halo effect, I think, mm -hmm. except that on social media, I can't filter it out because I see it directly. I don't have a PR team like she does who reads the press and only tells her what she needs to know. I see is everything. It, and it's okay? also part of the game, answering DMs, answering comments. And it, it's, it's a, it's a two-way thing, right? There is a, a very good side to that because I get input, I get feedback, I get requests for new videos, etc. So I, I really enjoy that interaction. But at the same time, there is this part where when I see a comment like that, it really, it really touches a nerve on my side. Is it okay for people to be wrong about you? Yeah. Can you be okay with people being wrong about you? Not that well. Yeah. I mean, I relate because to I, this. <laughs> because I, feel, I also feel like in, in all the videos I've made so far on YouTube, I've said a lot. So actually, this comes from people who have not really watched my videos. And yet I can't spend the day saying, no, actually, I answered that in the video. It's this and this one. But why do you have to answer them at all? Because then it blows up. In the comments. Mm -hmm. What if you had a boundary that was just like, I don't answer these people? Because in there, I also have super lovely followers who tell me they ordered a piece from my latest collection and how much they love it. And they share articles with me that I think- I'm not saying you would answer any comments. Like what would happen if you just didn't respond to people who clearly haven't engaged with your work enough to know you yet? And we're making these criticisms. Well, that's, that's the problem of social media. As soon as the comment is public, if there is tea, even if it's, of wrongful accusation or something, it, it will probably blow up if I don't put an end to it. And what does that mean it will blow up? It means um, people wanting to take me down on gossip websites. Right. <laughs> it means getting this threats. This is the real problem. Right to my inbox. Like it, it takes proportion sometimes that, um, that I don't really comment on publicly because I, it's not my purpose. But so um, you, you are trying to control the entire internet <laughs> by monitoring these comments on your Instagram. <laughs> well, when you put it like that. <laughs> I just want to just mention that that sounds like it's quite a lot of work. <laughs> it, it's a matter of values, I guess. When I write or, or talk to someone, I've done my research before. 
And if I'm not sure what I'm talking about, then I will probably refrain from commenting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I and I kind of I kind of expect the same the same level of respect from other people as well. Mm. And I guess that's too high of an expectation. Well, we just can't control for it, can we? We cannot control who's going to come and comment on our posts ever. Like we can't control if like someone who's mentally unwell is going to comment comment on our posts or someone who's got completely different values to us and is there just to troll us is going to come like that's not within your control and I would argue it's also not within your control whether you appear on the gossip sites or the hate sites which is terrifying I know and it's completely human and normal to try and stop that completely I understand completely to feel like if I can just do everything right if I can just balance everything right then I'll be safe from that but we can't control what other people do that's right everything right and that could still happen that's right I just disagree with the statement that I often get oh but you're you're putting yourself out there um so that that hate is part of the job Oh, sure. I disagree, I, too. I, and I, I think they're putting themselves out there, too. So. <laughs> and I think leaving, leaving comments like that when I get one or also when I see comments under other people's posts, I don't let this slide through. Like, I will I will jump in because I think otherwise they, they start to think that it's okay to comment things like that when it's not, really. And so, but somebody has to tell them, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like people are still learning how to be respectful on the internet. But what if there's another option? Because what's the cost to you of jumping in there every time when it's on your content and justifying yourself to these people who probably, like, quite often on Instagram, we know they've literally just found one post or two posts. That's the extent they know you. Is there, Are they worth your time? Um, it's not worth my time, but it's costing me energy for, for longer than I spend reading that comment. Are their opinions important? Are they people you'd go to for advice? No, they're not, no, no. Because they're random strangers who don't know you, right? And yeah, and this, you are not alone in this, but your brain is giving them all of this power and, and pay, paying so much attention to what they think when their opinion is truly irrelevant. Your brain is like, yeah. maybe I need to pay attention. Maybe this is important. Maybe I need to argue and convince them so that I'll be safe. But what if none of that's true? Well, I already saw the comment. Well, you can see the comment, but you don't have to think and feel the way you currently think and feel when you see the comments. Mm -hmm. I've been working on, I've been writing up my boundaries for social media lately. And one of the things I've written is, it's literally like what we're talking about. I am not interested in hearing feedback or criticism from people who are not actively engaged in my work. So if you are someone who listens to my podcast and has taken a course or has like followed me on Instagram for a few years, then sure, your opinion is, is of interest to me and I want mm -hmm. to know because I may have blind spots. If you're just some rando who actually, when I go and look, doesn't even follow me, sorry. I, I'm going to delete that comment. I'm going to ignore that DM. I'm not interested in hearing it. I get to choose. 
that's my boundary. I can't control what they say. Boundaries, we don't get to say what other people get to do. We say what we will do when people cross them. And when people cross that boundary for me, I will ignore them. How often do you have to repeat that? Repeat it? Yeah. It takes practice. But what's great is if you decide ahead of time, and I'm not saying you have to have the same boundary as me, yours could be different, but you decide it ahead of time. You can even put it in like your highlights, have it set out somewhere on your profile. This is my boundary. Mm. When it happens, you don't have to make a decision. The decision's already been made. You just have to follow through on it. And you do mm -hmm. it again and again and again. How often do you remind your community of that? How, how often do you communicate as as you want. about it? As often as you want. I think you have to be careful. Like we can remind them as many times as we want. It doesn't mean they're going to listen because the kind of people that are going to say that stuff do not respect our boundaries anyway. They're still going to be, they're still going to do what they do. We can't change what, we can't control the people. I really wish we could. I, I too have devoted a lot of time and energy and sometimes it feels like it's paying off, but it's just not possible. We can't control other people. So we can control how we respond when people behave in ways that are not acceptable to us. And we mm -hmm. can choose what is and isn't acceptable within our own space. And that's it. And if you set that out and make it clear, then what happens if someone whose opinion does matter to you, comes back and says, I've noticed you're deleting these critical points or whatever, then you're able to go, yeah, check out my highlight on my boundaries and stay in integrity with yourself. Because it's, they're not worth this, all this energy. They're not, they don't deserve you. They don't deserve your time or your thoughts. And there are people who are huge fans, I am sure who would, kill to have your focus and be on your mind for the whole day and instead it's the people who deserve at least who are getting that that's very true helpful thank you what would a good boundary feel like for you um i've, I've actually considered uh, outsourcing with social media manager or something somebody who filters for me um, and I'm really not a fan of that option because I like the direct contact. So, I so for that. me, yeah, I want the exchange. I want the input. There are so many people who are fantastic out there. Like I attract super smart people. I'm incredibly thankful about that. Um, but, but yeah, so, so taking a distance from that topic is not an option for me. I don't like the idea. Yeah. And also um, it's kind of hiding from the problem, isn't it? Like, what we do if we just outsourced it is you going, uh, I'll just won't look at the horrible comments and therefore I don't have to deal with like my brain and what it's doing with them. Right. It's also a, a ivory tower strategy that I dislike in the fashion industry. So I don't want to be that person as a designer. Right. So to stay in integrity with yourself, you want to be in there yourself. I want to be in touch. Yes. You need to protect yourself. Do you have one thing I've turned on as well is you have to follow me to comment. It's a setting in your Instagram settings. Oh. And it's just a small thing. thing, yeah. But All it right. just means, like, you have to be invested enough in what I'm doing to be already following me to comment on any of my shit. That's, that, okay. I will look for that feature right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's also this keyword block. So there's, if there's certain words you don't want people to say to you. This you I use, yeah. Off. Um, Katie's, I've just seen Katie's mentioned in the um, 
chat box the restrict option so there's there's a way as well that you can kind of restrict people so when they comment they can see their comment on your post and they mm -hmm. think it's visible to everyone do you know about that but like these so these are good helpful things to kind of help you manage it from a technical point of view but the mindset part the emotional part comes down it to is the challenge yeah that that's deciding what your boundaries are and liking them liking why you've chosen them and then just sticking to them and being like no sorry that crosses my boundary you're not welcome to post that here I'm going to delete it it's done and you get to enjoy the rest of your day thank you let us know what you decide to do I think um a conversation about boundaries for all of us is going to be coming up I'm thinking I'm going to make a podcast about it as well because it's becoming more and more pertinent I know to lots of us at the moment we are all having to have these thoughts so thank you so much for sharing it and I love your YouTube so it's really lovely to talk to you <laughs> thank you very much lovely. make sure you thank check you in with the chat box as well and we will upload all of the comments to the Facebook group as like um, a document for anyone who doesn't get to read them all in time Sally did you have anything to add I know we're over time I just think that's such a relevant piece for every single person. And I'm very grateful that you brought it. I'm very grateful for your honesty as well. So if Sarah was suggesting something, you're like, oh, that, that's not going to work for me. Or yes, just the clarity that you brought to it is great. And I think, yeah, just that emotional exhaustion is coming from continually fighting a problem and actually making a decision ahead of time removes mm -hmm. that this is what I'm going to think. I don't need to rethink every time. This is my decision. I guess I it's also a, a thing that comes, um, like that, that problem increases for everyone over proportionally or exponentially compared to the number of subscribers. So right. until 100K, it's minimal. Yeah. And then it grows like. <sighs> but um, it, it also so comes like, with having a position. Box. Like as soon as you have a position, if you have a voice, if you have something to say, as far as I'm concerned, it's a compliment if you've got people saying awful things and doing terrible things, because it means that you stand for something. It means that you have a clear voice, that you have something to say. So people are going to disagree and they get to, and sometimes they're awful with how they do it. So that's where these boundaries come into place. But the more people you have arguing against you, the more you have rattled a cage with what you have to say. So congratulations. And it is safe for people to be wrong about you. It is safe for people to dislike you. It is safe for people to disagree with you. You can still be safe and happy and whole. Yeah. And sometimes I have to write that on a post-it to remind myself, so you're not alone, <laughs> but it's true. All right, everybody, we are over time. So thank you, a special big thank you to everyone who was coached today and to all of you who've been so fantastic and supportive in the chat box. This will be uploaded within the next 24 hours and we are doing these calls every Friday. Do check out Sally as well. You are at Sally Hardy Coach on Instagram. Sally Hardy under slash coach. You don't need to check me out. Check out. <laughs> Although that would be nice as well. How you doing? <laughs> all right, lots of love, everyone. Have an amazing weekend. Have a great day. Bye.